Welcome to the friendliest campus in the South. Back guy Blanchard, one back set, rolls right, pressure coming, throws, Middleton got it, To the gym of the hills. He lifts it to left, that one's pretty well hit, Hall on the run, that ball is gone! Home of the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. This is your podcast for JSU Sports. High fly ball, center field. It is back. It's out of here. With your hosts, Brandon Owens and Cody Hooks, this is Cocky Nation. Welcome back, FCS Fans Nation and JSU fans, to the Cocky Nation podcast. We are so happy to be back starting Season 3. If that sounded a bit familiar to you, some of you JSU fans, it is because Cocky Nation is now a part of the FCS Fans Nation network. So Mm -hmm. not only will our uh, episodes be posted on, on our normal social media, it will also be posted on the fcs fans nation youtube channel uh which some news we have our own youtube channel that we will upload these videos to as well so if you saw the intro video that is something we are trying out and i will i would like to think it was pretty good myself what about you cody it was it was good it was good you know let us know uh Go down in the comments or like send us a message if you know us personally. Say, hey, we like it. Or be honest with us if you don't. You know, try new things. Although if you tell us that it sucked, we will block you from everything. Uh, I'm nah, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm definitely going to cry. I will definitely I will definitely curl up in a ball and cry because I worked <laughs> for four hours on that darn thing. So if you tell me it sucks, I'm going to cry. So, but anyways, we are so happy to be back for season three, like we said before. Uh, let's get right into the episode. What do you think, Cody? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we're going to review the spring season since football is back uh, uh, since uh, this past weekend with the mm-hmm. kickoff of the MEAC and SWAT Challenge. Thank uh, God, man. Thank God. I, I know. I'm so happy. I mean, I went so long was, without football. Boy, I went three months and it felt like two years. Exactly. I, I just, they, there's just something about football that brings us all together. And especially if you're an FCS fan, like there's just something different. FBS football is really fun. And as, as an Alabama fan myself, like I really enjoy it. But like FCS, there's just like a different environment that comes along with it. And I've missed it so much. And I'm so excited. Like, you know, it's going it's to be fun. Yeah, like Brian McLaughlin, who was a former FCS analyst, he is now back in the FCS scene. Um, he was on the new FCS football Chris show, which is also part of the FCS Fans Nation Network. Um, go check out those episodes. Those are from... Those uh, that show is led by one of my dearest and probably I think only Idaho Vandal fan or friend uh, Chris Hammond. So go go check out that as well as his podcast uh, for Idaho Vandals Tubs at the Club. But uh-huh. anyways, so let's just jump right right into the spring review. 
So last season, our Gamecocks went 10-3 and three and were OVC champs for the last time in the OVC conference, mm-hmm. which, thank God, we're out of that conference, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, we played in the fall. We played four games, which going through internship and having only four games to kind of decompress mm-hmm. myself, it was just yeah. Anyway, so we lost to FSU. Close. Uh, it was a really good game to start, uh, but then Florida State's depth uh, got to us. Yeah. Um, and then I went to this game. I went to Mercer, and it was pouring down rain. Uh, I think I ended up being sick, but not sick enough to where I could stay home. Um, we won against Mercer. We uh, went to Florence and mm. beat UNA. You and I both went to that game. That was a fun oh, yeah. game. And then we beat FIU. And then in the spring, we beat Tennessee Tech, Tennessee State, UT Martin, SEMO, EIU, uh, Murray State, and lost to Austin P. Um, honestly, that Austin P loss, I, I'm disappointed. I was disappointed about it at the time, but uh, knowing JSU's rep during the regular season the past few years, I kind of expected a loss like that. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, I mean, and you know me, I like to be the nice guy sometimes. And, you know, look at it from this perspective. We're out of the OVC now, but at least we're not going to be the ones carrying the OVC anymore. It's going to have to be Austin P, maybe SEMO if they if they step up again. But, you know, maybe we'll see that competition as, you know, we get to the FCS uh, playoffs and, and when we get down further later on. Yeah, for sure. And then speaking of playoffs, we murdered Davidson. Murdered. Um, that, that's an understatement, but okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but still. Um, and then we lost a heartbreaking close one to Delaware, which I still think if we had scored a last-second touch, touchdown or a touchdown within the last five minutes, we would have ended up going to Brookings, South Dakota, and just got our butts handed to us yeah like the I mean, money rabbits that that whole game and you and i were at that game as well that whole game against delaware was was just very sad you know we lost uh zion webb in that game which was was very difficult to watch uh we did watch one of our uh red shirts uh red shirt freshman i think he was a uh, quarterback who yeah. uh took over and ran that ball down for 70 was 75 yards or something like that something like that yeah he looked a lot like eli jenkins yeah it was crazy so you know we did see some good moments but other than that we're not going to talk about it because it's just it's a sad day and and this is how i look at that loss going into this season um we've played big three teams the past i mean since 2015 yeah whether it be in the playoffs or the regular season but in the playoffs, uh, we got slaughtered by North Dakota State in 2015. 2016, mm-hmm. we lost by 16 to Youngstown State. And then yeah. we, we play a Delaware who is who is obviously way more dominant than we were and so much bigger than our boys. And we only lost by six. Yeah, I don't know what they were feeding uh, you, if Delaware fans. If you're listening to this, I don't know what you're feeding your boys up there. Uh, but if 
whatever it is, can you bring it down here? Because we're gonna need it for our guys. That for like real. they were humongous. Like I, I don't like. Is that where all the northern players go? Like I don't know. It's it, it was crazy. Um, but the fact that the size and the domination that was against JSU, uh, losing by six to Delaware, who probably should have been the fourth. Uh, seeded team yeah um i mean we keep getting better against big three teams so i can't really say that it's a terribly disappointing loss it but that having that kind of loss going into a much tougher conference Mm -hmm. um is uh is on the up for us uh speaking of which just to recap some uh, other news that happened in the spring, JSU joined the ASUN conference, and uh, it was announced that we were moving with Eastern Kentucky and Central Arkansas. And then later, it was announced that the WAC, who started football, and the ASUN were going to join mm-hmm. in a one-year conference alliance called the ASUN WAC Challenge, or as I like to call it, thanks to Will Seiler, the WAC Sun. Um, <laughs> Just for this fall. Wax on, wax off. Shush. Uh, But (laughs) the teams included in this challenge are Sam Houston, uh, UCA, EKU, Lamar, Abilene Christian, Stephen F. Austin, Dixie State, whose name is about to change if you haven't seen the article that was posted about two months ago on FCS Fans Nation um, Mm -hmm. on the Facebook page. Uh, Tarleton State, um, and that's it. There, there's nine teams total. Um, but because Dixie State and Tarleton State are ineligible f- uh, for the postseason due to their transition from Division II, um, they have dubbed this one-year conference alliance as the AQ7 because it includes the seven teams that are eligible for a postseason uh, AQ bid. So I, I'm really excited to see this uh, conference. Um especially games against like Sam Houston, Central Arkansas. I'll even throw EKU in there because we it's it's a familiar opponent for us. Oh yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, COVID? Absolutely not allergies. Um but yeah, so I'm really excited to see how this conference plays out. Uh, and I, I would agree with you on that because, I mean, you look at what Sam Houston State did this past season. Uh, kudos to you, uh, SHSU, uh, for winning the championship this year. Uh, but, like, you see that level of playing both not just from them, but you see it from UCA, EKU. Uh, you see it from all these different teams that are moving on up. And I think this is going to be an interesting season where we grow and they grow as well. You know, mm-hmm. this is this is going to be a fun conference. You know, I've been saying that since, you know, season two, that, you know, us moving to the ASUN was going to be nothing but beneficial. Are we going to lose a couple games, you know, in this, in this series? Oh, for yeah. sure. For sure, but at the same time, if we're not willing to challenge ourselves, and at the same time, if those teams are not allowing themselves to be challenged, then we're not getting better in the process. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I 100% agree. Uh, let's keep on moving into some impact players before we get into the schedule and preseason preview for our for our boys this season. Mm-hmm. Um, some impact. Im- some impact play or 
a impact player that I want to highlight on the defensive side of the ball because on the other podcast I'm on that around the A Sun, follow us on uh, all social media. Um, I highlighted Zarek Cooper. Um, so I'm going to highlight Nakario Harper. Okay. So Nakario Harper, he's a transfer from Southern Miss. Literally all all conference, all American, everything last season. Um, he had 92 tackles, and 46 of those were solo. Three interceptions, three pass breakups. Uh, going into this season, he is a Buck Buchanan finalist. I want to say he was a finalist. In fact, I know he was a finalist in the spring season, but he's on the watch list this year as well. Um, preseason, all everything uh, for the A-Sun, All-American, you think of it, he probably holds a, holds the title. Um, he's the A-Sun play, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, so congrats, Nakario Harper, on that. Um, uh one of the things I like about Nakario Harper, he is not afraid to make tackles. Um, mm -hmm. He he is what JSU has been needing, uh, I would say, from 2016 all the way to 2019. Oh, yeah. um, so I'm finally happy that we're not – he's not – I'm finally happy we have a player that's not afraid to make a tackle, whether that be in space or behind the line, down the field, you name it, he will literally go after the ball. It, it's almost like he is a rabid dog trying to chase down somebody and literally tear them to shreds. I mean, have I you love. seen him? Have you seen him? He's 6'1", 205. I mean, he's literally built like a machine, and it's going to be amazing to watch that on the field because, like you said, we need somebody like that, you know, ever since 2016. We have to, you know, I've been saying it from the get-go, our defense needs to be more formidable, and having him on that is going to be beneficial to us. Not only him, but DJ Coleman as well. Shout out D DJ Coleman. Uh, oh, yeah. Also to hi uh, highlight some other defensive players that I want to give a shout out to. Uh, like I said, uh, DJ Coleman, uh, linebacker Jalen Swain, linebacker Marshall Clark, who had a phenomenal spring season. He <laughs> really stepped up in the spring. So I'm so I'm so excited to see him play. He is a player on the rise. Uh, I would definitely keep my eye on Marshall Clark uh, going going on from here. Yeah. Um, also, um, I'm gonna highlight the specialists as well. Uh, punter Jack Dawson and kicker Alan Karajic. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Especially Alan uh, Alan Karajic. He has a leg on him. I'm I'm ready to see what he can do. Didn't he play soccer situation. before this? Yeah, he didn't play uh, football until his senior year of high school. God. Well, I mean, you're excited for the defense. Um, like you already said, I'm, I'm excited for the offense uh, because, I mean, we have people like Josh Samuel who's going to be behind the ball. Uh, we also – we have Zarek coming back. And, you know, we haven't really talked about Zarek a lot uh, since the fall season because he took, you know, a step back. Uh, he wanted to train for the spring season um, during the spring injured. season. Yeah, he was also injured, and so we did lean a lot on Zion Webb. And, you know, we would be lying 
to each other and we'd be lying to our fans if we didn't say we were leaning into Zion Webb as like probably being that guy that moves in into the fall season. But as we know what happened in that last game when he got hurt, you know, it, it really did kind of set a precedence for us to say, hey, you know, is Zarek coming back? What's Zarek going to look like? But let's not forget that in his time, as far as passing is concerned, he's had over 7,000 almost 7,500 yards worth of passing as far as rushing. He's at like 274 for 792 yards. I mean, he's at 80 touchdowns in this process. And so, you know, I'm really looking to see what he's going to show in this last year and see if he's going to be prominent or maybe this is the step time for another quarterback to move into that area. Because if you haven't looked at our roster yet, we have five quarterbacks, five quarterbacks in our roster. And so I really do have high expectations for Zarek. But at the same time, I don't want to set him too high because we saw what happened with Webb. We were super excited. And then he ends up getting hurt. Here we are now. Yeah. Uh, out of those uh five two of them are transfers from from big three schools uh chance newman is a transfer from elon i believe and mm -hmm. then over the summer we got a quarterback transfer from cal poly um another one that i am excited to see is the former uh starting quarterback at auburn high school uh matthew caldwell oh uh, yeah seeing some of his highlights and seeing how he played against thompson in the state championship if he gets any kind of playing time matthew i'm gonna go ahead and tell you you better be ready because college oh, ball yeah. is something different but i believe you have the talent and the work ethic to make a statement just 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 stay true to uh your playing style while adjusting to jsu's playing style and you should be good so i can't what i hopefully we will get to see him play this year if not we we will probably see him play next year not to mention aj graham um who had that amazing 75 plus yard uh, oh, yeah. touchdown run against Delaware, basically what a lot of JSU fans said, uh, that's Eli Jenkins 2.0, which I hope they're right because once Zarek and Zion are gone, your, st your two top two quarterbacks are probably going to be A.J. Graham and Chance Newman. Which I think it's good that we, you know, sometimes we, we look at and say, oh, five, five quarterbacks, that's a lot of quarterbacks. But at the same time, I, I, I like to think sometimes in the process of what Nick Saban does when he's over at Alabama, you know, if you have, you have that star quarterback, like this year, it's going to be Bryce Young, but like, if you have quarterbacks behind that individual, they're learning. They're learning the game. They're watching how the process is going to be. And so for like Caldwell and Graham, they're going to watch Zarek. They're going to watch him like he's, you know, like God or something. And so when they watch him, they're going to watch how he plays and how he runs the ball, how he moves with the team, how he's going to interact with the players. That leads to better performances later on when they get you know into the you know into their time into newer seasons uh sorry about that that was uh my fiance um brandon knows all about her <laughs> yep she's my best friend but let, let's keep moving on with all that being said uh i'm really excited going into the fall um so let's just jump 
jump straight into the preseason stuff and schedule preview. Um, so JS, I'm so we have an AQ seven power poll. Um, and in the coaches poll, JSU is uh, predicted to fin or picked to finish third. In our power poll, which is made up of uh, people from fans of different schools or podcast co contributors from other schools, um, they vote in this power poll. And starting after this week, we will start releasing a weekly power poll. So in our power poll, uh, we pick JSU to finish third. Um, no surprise, honestly. Um, a lot of people were thinking maybe as high as two, maybe as low as four, but three was a good, I, th I think three is a good starting point for, for the Gamecocks. Um, going into our schedule, um, we entered the season, uh, ranked number 10 in the stats poll and we start the season off in montgomery actually this wednesday mm -hmm. against uab in montgomery and then the following week on september 11th we travel to florida state um the next weekend is band day at home our opening uh home game against north alabama the following week we host uh ut martin and then we travel to Kennesaw State, and then we host uh, Stephen F. Austin. Then we travel to Huntsville, Texas to take on the Bearcats of Sam Houston. Uh, and then we have two weeks in a row at home, again, first against the UCA Bears, uh, the night before Halloween, actually. And then the next week is the Southerners reunion um, against Abilene Christian, which I am, I don't know about you, but I am participating in that. Um, and then uh, we finish the season off for the next two weeks away, first at Lamar and then at Eastern Kentucky. Um, so when we're talking about uh, key matchups, uh, obviously the FBS matchups, they're good like, um, I guess, checkpoints. Or um, uh, you know what, what I'm trying to explain. Yeah. Uh, they're... They're good. Uh, they're good to gauge where we are to start the season. Um, yeah. Although I think UAB is a much more favorable matchup for the Gamecocks than Florida State, but we'll see what happens in those two. And then obviously you have your rivalry game against UNA, but that's not really going to be a challenge. But it's a rivalry game, so any literally you can throw anything about the teams out because they're going to play each other hard. Um, and then. My other three key games are Kennesaw State, for obvious reasons, uh, Sam Houston State, for obvious reasons, defending national champions, and then UCA, again, for obvious reasons. Oh, yeah. And and I would agree with you on that because KSU, if, if any of y'all remember the last time that we played KSU, we played them in Sun well, – sorry, it's uh, Truist Stadium now, not, not SunTrust Stadium. Um, but we played them when it was still SunTrust Stadium. Uh, Brandon and I were actually at that game uh, in the Southerners at the a time. Long game. That was I, such, my heart hey, was hey, hey, my hey. heart had already pounded out of my chest and was beating outside of my chest while still but attached wasn't to my it, body. 
But wasn't it such a great weekend though? Like that was that was like the like the best time. Uh, the Southerners enjoyed themselves over there in Atlanta. Uh, thank you to uh, the KSU fans that were uh, very warm and welcoming to us. To those that weren't, uh, we we know who you are. Um, but yes, it was a very devastating game at the very end, you know, with that, with that last overtime, what was it? Six, six overtimes, right? Five overtimes. Um, oh, it was, it was for, five overtimes. For a um, few weeks, we, for, I think for a week or two weeks, we held the record in all of college football for longest, uh, football game. Time. Yeah. And it, it was, and but then it was, LSU and Texas A&M had to go ruin that for us. And I was yeah. like, you know what? You LSU fans yeah. know what I want to say. <laughs> but yeah, so, the, you know, I'm really excited for that game because I think it'll be, I think it'll be a challenge for both JSU and KSU. But also, again, thinking about that rivalry that's there, I think this is going to be the start of that and growing of that rivalry for KSU and JSU. So, be on the lookout for that game. Now, for Sam Houston, I, th I think the reason why that game is going to be interesting is because we're talking, what, midseason. We're talking about a team that is going to be like, we don't know where they're going to be at as far as the rest of their season before that. You know, are they going to be good? Are they they're going to be ranking top champions still. Are they going to be undefeated by this point? So it, there's too many parameters to kind of think about at the time to know what this game is going to look like. And so I, I'd really love to discuss that one as we get closer because it mm -hmm. might be it might be a situation where we looked at it like East Washington, where East Washington was super good, and we ended up winning against them, you know, early on in the season. Or, mm -hmm. Or it might be, a, well, they're not doing super hot, so this might be an easy win for us. So we're not entirely sure. Now, UCA, I think, is going to be another really good game because uh, you have connections over at UCA. I know uh, you and uh, – I'm sorry, I'm losing his name. Will. Um, yes. Will. Um, have, yes, Will. Um, have the ASUN conference uh, – podcasts and so i know that y'all are probably going back and forth on that trying to figure out like who's who's yeah, the better we spent team a lot, we spent a lot of time talking about that game <laughs> oh yeah and so i'm excited to see that especially since it's going to be at jsu um and so i'm i'm excited to see what the turnout's going to be as far as like arkansas you, you know uca fans coming to jsu as well as you know, where they're going to be at by this point in the season, you know, are they going to be really good? Are they going to, you know, are they going to be, you know, sloppy this year? And so those later games are always fun to watch because if a team's doing really good and then they lose, like that's that has major playoff implications, especially if exactly. it's a team that's on the bubble. If you are pretty much like, not necessarily a lock for the playoff field, which we'll get more into playoffs as the, season goes on because i do my own playoff bracketology um oh, but for sure if you're a team that's in the playoff field pretty safe but not necessarily a lock and you lose to a team that's right on the bubble that could hurt your chances and put you on the bubble even though you may win for the rest of of the season that could put you on the bubble and possibly not you pop you probably couldn't wouldn't get into the playoffs. 
depending on how bad the last oh, yeah. of the loss was and what uh, what else happens around the FCS. Yeah. And and exactly. And that's why those two games right there, you know, SHSU and, and UCA, those are prominent games to be looking out for in the FCS because, you know, you're talking about some really prominent good teams that are going to be facing each other at a pivotal time in the season where anything could happen. And if mm-hmm. they if one team slips up, that's it. You know, they're going to end up being out of the playoffs and then and then it's going to be a really big rivalry once you get to that point later on as this continues on into the next few years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So you want to do some uh, game predictions for the season? Yeah, I, I guess. All right. So first up. The game that happens this weekend, UAB. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm gonna predict. Are we doing scores as well, or you just want like? You can do scores if you want. I don't do scores. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say JSU. Okay. Now I know a lot of y'all are like, well, it's UAB. UAB's been winning Conference USA championships every year. Yes. But anything, anything can happen in that first game. And I'm I'm going with JSU. I'll give a score prediction. I think it's gonna be close. I think it's gonna be like 32 to 36 or something like that. It's gonna be real, like real tight. Okay. Um, so I'm like you, I think this is going to be a really close game. Um, doesn't even matter what the spread is. I just think with the Crampton Bowl kind of being another home to the Gamecocks in a way, because Mm -hmm. we've been there twice before and we really show up to, Mm -hmm. to the Crampton Bowl. Um, so I'm really excited to see the crowd of this game to see how packed it is especially with the restrictions being back at 100% oh, um, yeah. or being lifted to be back at 100%. Um, UAB is a really good football team. Uh, they've been pretty dominant in the conference in Conference USA since they brought their football program back, um, oh, yeah. minus that first year, I believe. But ever since that first year being brought back, um, I may be wrong about that, but they've been – They've been pretty dominant in their uh, conference and their perspective conference since bringing their football uh, team back. Um, so UAB is by no means a uh, um, a slouch. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like Florida and international last year for JSU where we knew for a fact that we were going to win that game. Right. Um, UAB is going to test us. Um, former head coach. Uh, former JSU head coach and Bill Clark at UAB. Um, I don't know if that will play any role into it. It might. Um, I don't know exactly how how our offense has changed since 2013. I want to say it's changed drastically since then mm-hmm. when that's Bill Clark was head coach. Um, but – of the videos I'm seeing of our boys on Twitter and on, well, really only on Twitter, uh, but because um, they never post anything on their Facebook page. Um, 
Yes, the that was shade. The, the, the shade. the shade of it all. Uh, but anyways, the videos I've seen on Twitter um, of our boys, they look ready. They look good. They're ready to play. Um, I've never – I haven't seen a team look this ready since 2015. And even right. 2015, because we were playing Auburn, it was kind of iffy – on, I mean, I didn't think we were going to beat Auburn. I thought we were going to get our butts handed to us, and look what happened. So right. maybe Jace, you could run away with this. I don't know. I don't think so. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give my prediction. Uh, I'm picking JSU by three. Okay, uh, I'll take that. Um, now our second game uh, will be September 11th. We're playing Florida State. Now my prediction for this game. Uh, is probably going to be drastically different than Brandon's. Um, I think, I think we learned a lot from last year's game. I don't know how many players Florida State themselves have lost in the process of a COVID and B, you know, the draft. But I really do think that Gross and the Gamecocks have something hidden in, you know, under their sleeve, learning from last year's game of playing FSU. And I think we're going to end up pulling out of that. And I think we're going to pull out with a win. And I think we're going to win by three. So the score last year was 42 to 24. See, I think so. I think we lost by half. So that's a. Okay, trying so to do four. math. Uh, yeah, but anyways, I I think the um I think it, it's almost a actually it it's an eighteen point spread, um. Mm. So I think the spread is going to be less than that, um anywhere from ten to seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I I think I I don't want to go as far as to say that we have learned a lesson. I just think our boys are going to be more prepared i know that sounds kind of contradictory but it makes sense to me um so i'm gonna pick a fsu win and jsu's first loss on the season so everybody that's that that's listening that's watching this um if if brandon's wrong he owes me dinner um if i'm wrong i'll buy brandon dinner i'll I'll make that promise you know okay oh you, you also gotta buy you also gotta buy Jen's. Um, she's saying what about me? So, um, but yeah, so that's what we're gonna do. Um, if if I'm wrong, um, but if I'm right, you know, I I'd like a, a nice dinner. Like when I'm talking nice dinner, I'm talking when I come up there for UNA. Uh, I want Coupe de Ville, like because there's no other better wings in Jacksonville. If you know what I mean, you know what I mean. Lies. All of that is lies. That is not lies. Yes, it is. Anyways, let's move on to our third game uh, before we get into a whole tangent. Uh, Third (laughs) game is our first home game of the season against the North Alabama Kitties. No, I'm kidding. Lions. Um, So this to me, yes, it's a rivalry game, but I don't think UNA is going to beat JSU. Uh, there's not much more to say. It's going to be a fun game. I, I hate that um, 
us being band people, I hate that the marching pride is not coming to the game. Um, Found that out through some of my friends at UNA and they're pissed and I'm pissed. Um, So I am going to say that JSU is going to have no issues with with UNA and definitely beat them by more beat them more uh by more than what they did in the fall so i think it'll be more than seven points i agree and it's it's going to be jsu all the way um especially since we're playing at jsu um and so that home field advantage if you've ever been to a jsu game there's a different environment that comes with it especially when you're talking about the southerners are there the the fans are there the 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 student section is there um i'm pretty sure this is a night game isn't it yes it's our only night game of the season so uh just to give a quick recap uh 2016 uh we played una uh in jsu again uh that was my fault yeah yeah but the but brandon you remember the environment that we were playing in that was such a hyped game like it was so well, much it was fun. Our first, it was our first night game since uh, the 2015 playoffs. Exactly, and so I think a lot of us were all just kind of like in the moment, and it was a lot of fun. So you already know JSU all the way. Go Gamecocks! Beat them, little kitties. Sorry, Lions. You know what I mean. Um, fourth game. Uh, let's just move on. Fourth game. Uh, again, home at home against UT Martin. Uh, UT Martin usually does play us pretty tough. Um, old conference foes, even f- going back to the D2 days. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't see us having an issue with UT Martin. I will predict a 14-plus point win for the Gamecocks. Yeah, I'm going about the same thing, about 14-plus for JSU uh, winning. All right, the the next game, the very next week. I'm actually going to this game. I'm so ready. Uh, I'm ready to talk smack. I'm ready for it all. Uh, We traveled to Kennesaw, Georgia to take on the Kennesaw State Owls. you take the lead on this one. Um, okay, so I'm thinking, thinking rational here. Uh, KSU, and correct me if I'm wrong, Brandon. KSU did not do super hot last year, um, and in the spring, it, yes, in the spring they didn't do so hot. Um, no, they didn't, and, and, and so from what I've gathered, I think they've done a little bit of recruiting. Um, but I don't think overall, I think KSU is going to struggle. Uh, I think this is going to be a redemption year for JSU when we're playing them. Now, I'm not going to say it's going to be a sweep. I think it's going to be more of a, a competitiveness to it, just like it was in SunTrust uh, a couple years ago. And so I'm going to pull with JSU winning, and I'm going to say we're going to win by seven. Um, now it would be really funny to go into overtime again, not to the, not to the extent that we did last time. I will leave. I will leave the game. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, but I think it, it would be really cool if we maybe went into one more and everybody was like, oh, God, are we doing this again? But I think Chase is going to pull out by seven uh, in this game. I don't know if I'm going to be there. Uh, it's in October, right? Yes. October 2nd. Oh, yes. I'm hope I'm hoping to be there. I make no guarantees because you better get I, your tickets ASAP because well, they almost sold out. <laughs> well, um, just preference for any of y'all. I'm a teacher, uh, but I also help the band program, my local high school that I work with. And so I may be doing something that weekend. So I'm not entirely sure. Um, but if not, you'll definitely know that I'll be there uh, cheering with Brandon and talking the smack to the, to the who. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going a completely different direction than Cody. I am picking the Gamecocks to win, but not by as much as he said. We have a stout rushing defense. I mean a stout rushing defense. Um, KSU runs the triple option. The triple option has been figured out. Teams like Cal Poly, uh, Wofford, Kennesaw State, stop running the triple option. You're not going to get anywhere by running it from here on out. It's been figured out. And because of that, I will say JSU wins by 17 plus. Alrighty then. Um, I'll let you keep holding on to those hopes and dreams, uh, Brandon. Now, our next team, uh, SFA. Um, Brandon, I'll let you go ahead and start with this one. So it's homecoming my first homecoming as a student and not as a band member and I will not be attending it, but I will be in Trustful, Alabama, helping run the uh, Trustful Marching Invitational uh, because I work with Hewitt Trustful High School's uh, marching band um, and they they want me to help, so I will be helping at that competition. But I will be keeping up with JSU and Stephen F. Austin. Um, Stephen F. Austin is a program on the rise. Um, I think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna uh, come into Jacksonville um, and get the W. Um, I th very rarely does JSU win uh, lose homecoming. Um, we have before. <laughs> yeah, we have, because I want to say we lost to SEMO. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah. Uh, but very rarely do we lose homecoming, ever. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to say this is no different. Uh, we will uh, get the W, take care of business against Stephen F. Austin, and move on to the next week. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think we're going to end up beating Stephen F. Austin. Um, I think it's going to be a fun atmosphere. I don't know if I'm going to be there at that game either. Um, again, I, I have big boy duties now. I, I have a job. Um, so I may be there. I may not be there. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely walk out of that game with a W. Um, so our next game, we have an off week, which – I'm hoping I actually know the off week I'm going to a marching contest with you at Trustful. Uh, but the following week on the 23rd, we play at uh, Sam Houston State. Um, you're going to hate me. I'm sorry. I have to stay consistent from my other podcast. 
Sorry, Gamecock fans. I don't think we're going to go into Huntsville and get the W. Would I love to see it? Absolutely, I would. I would love to see us knock off the defending national champions um, on their home turf. But I just do not think we're going to get it done. But I think we will keep the game close. I will say a, uh, I will say six or less points. I, I'm not going to give you a, a point wise i'm not gonna say if they're gonna win or lose um because for me personally we're at that point now like every uh, all the games from sam houston down um uh for the rest of the season i can't really give you a solid prediction just because at that point we're talking about like things could be completely different you know if we're talking about you know sam houston defending champions and they're still defending then yes, I'm, I'm going to go with Sam Houston. But if like Sam Houston ends up botching and they're not doing so well, then I'm going to go with JSU. But it's really hard to tell at this point. Um, so if we're going based off of what we know now, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm sorry, I am going to have to go with Sam Houston as well. Um, and it's probably going to be a little bit more than 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 six plus points. It's probably going to be more like fourteen. All right, fair. Um... So moving on to um, Halloween Eve the next week when we take on the Central Arkansas Bears in Jacksonville. Um, finally, we get to see this matchup. This has been a matchup I've been wanting to see for a few years now, and I'm so happy we get to see it from here on out as a conference game. Um we talked, like I said, we talked a lot about this on the um, a Sun around the A Sun podcast uh, because Will played for UCA and I went to JSU. Um, currently, go to JSU again. Um, but I, these are two very evenly matched teams. I, I do not think uh, this will be swayed one way or the other i think it's going to be a battle all the way to the end and it would not surprise me that whoever has the ball last wins the game with mm -hmm. that being said i think uca will probably have the ball last but i think jsu's defense will come up with a huge stop at the end of the game to win the game yep i i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with jsu um, and from there, I'm, I'm going to say that they're probably going to win by three. Um, I think it is going to be a nit and gritty, like it's going to come down to that last, uh, that, that, that last field goal. So, um, so that's going to be my prediction. Let's see. Our next one's going to be Abilene Christian. Um, this is going to be an easy game. Sorry. I'm just going to go ahead and call it, uh, JSU by like 20. This is going to be another game that's going to have a one of the bigger um, attendance for the season because mm -hmm. it is the Southerners reunion. A ton of people that were Southerners alumni, whether they participate or not, come back this weekend. And the stadium is just so beautifully packed. And I always love this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, uh like I have told many people, I will be participating, so I will definitely be at this game. Um, I just do not think JSU will struggle at all, especially in front of a good home crowd. Uh, it's it's not going to happen. Sorry, Wildcats. Y'all are going to 
probably get destroyed in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. All right, and then we have uh, – we're going to – we're traveling. Uh, after that, we're traveling to Lamar. Um, again, I'm, I'm going to stay on the consistency. I think Lamar is a, a solid team, but I think we're going to end Cody, up – Cody, Cody. I, I'm, I'm a nice – I know you're a nice person. guy, but be realistic here. <laughs> JSU's probably going to whoop their rear ends. It's fine. Um, oh. So, JSU all the way. They're going to win. So. Again, sorry, Lamar fans. You have a horrible team. It's going to take you a while to get back to your playoff, one-year playoff team that y'all had a few years ago. Uh, I'm going to say JSU by 28 plus. Okay. There's remember at the end of the day, Lamar fans, good person, bad bad person over here. Um, no, realistic person here. <laughs> Um, okay, so and then our final game um, was a team that was traveling with us to the ASUN Conference, uh, Eastern Kentucky. Um, if I'm not mistaken, JSU, and when I seen JSU, I mean the Marching Southerners, right, have like a really bad beef. With these, do not Kentucky. bring that up. It, it, I almost got, it's into, Kentucky, I almost right? got into a fight in 17. And in 19 with just with just making sure players. just making sure it is Eastern Kentucky, not Western Kentucky, right? No, it's Eastern Kentucky. Okay, yeah. So they ripped, for, they ripped so, our flags. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Years. So, so, yeah. So, so for anybody who doesn't know, um, the Marching Southerners was uh, was performing during halftime at JSU uh, when we were playing Eastern Kentucky, and then closer to the end of our show. Uh, the Eastern Kentucky players came out and started like stepping all over our color guard flags. They, uh, I'm pretty sure they were like talking smack to our color guard as well, right? Um, yeah, and, cat calling our our uh, dance line members. Uh, oh yeah. And so there's there's a really bad like personal beef with the Southerners and the fact that we're not playing Eastern Kentucky at JSU. It's probably okay. a good thing because if, it's okay. If we get them at home our first year in the ASUN conference, it's all good. Exactly. So I'm going to go ahead and, and, and say Eastern Kentucky, you're going to get your butt whoops. Uh, Jay Shoe's going to mar march out strong, and we're going to win by 14. So to throw some facts about the football team, this is me playing the nice guy here. Oh, and the realistic guy. Wait, wait, wait. You you know you know how to do that? You know how to be the nice person? Read my mind, Cody Hooks. Um, anyways, uh so with EKU, I picked them and they finished um fifth in the AQ7 power poll. Uh which to me it's in the middle of the pack. Um I think when we did our preview, I had them finishing anywhere from seven to f seven and four to like three and eight. Mm -hmm. um, but I had them with definitely way more way more wins than three. Um, I think I had them going seven and four. Mm. So um, they're very loaded, especially with their quarterback Parker McKinney coming back. Um, I mean, he gave JSU fits in 2019. I do not know what was in our defensive 
defense's head in 2019 when they beat us at home. Um, but they could not stop Parker McKinney. Um, so I'm very excited to see how our defense is going to handle Parker McKinney uh, this year. So with that being said, I'm going to predict a closer game uh, than what you predicted. Mm-hmm. I will say ten, anywhere from 10 to 14 point uh, win for JSU. Okay. All right. I, I, can, I can accept that. So. so I think both of us had JSU going 9 and 2. Mm-hmm. With one conference loss. Yeah. So, in our next segment, how far do they go? So, nine and two, that's good enough to be a seed. It is. Wouldn't you say? But here, here's, here's my problem. I love JSU, and I love FCS, and I love the FCS playoffs. But the two, just ever since 2015... The two don't mix because we end up getting placed somewhere where the seed just destroys us because, you know, we went through how many years of hitting the, what was the third seed? The curse Uh, of the third seed. The curse of the third seed. And so I I think overall, uh, I think we're going to get pretty far. I I don't know if we're going to make it as far as we want because it really, it's still too early to tell. I think we might make it, you know, I want to see them make it all the way to the, you know, to the championship. But if I'm being realistic right now, I think they'll probably make it about two, uh, two rounds, maybe. Okay. Well, if they have the, so you're predicting them to win this, if they're, if they're seated, you're predicting them mm-hmm. to win the second round and the quarterfinals and make the semis. Yes. Okay. I have them, um, if we're talking about like a specific seed, I think a nine and two record with the schedule JSU has, um, depending on what else happens, they could be placed as high as, dare I say it, the three seed. Um, I don't want the three seed. Um, but realistically, like, if the teams above them do as well as I think they're going to do, Mm-hmm. Jace, you will probably be stuck with the fourth or fifth seed. See, now um, I can live with the fourth seed. Maybe even depending on what it looks like, maybe we the mm-hmm. second seed. But if we land in that third seed, it's done. It's it just it just get out. So I have us starting in the second round. Um, I have us winning the second round. I have us at least making the quarters, uh, depending on who we play. Mm-hmm. I I think we could possibly make semis. Um, I do not think we're going to make Frisco boys, please, please, please use our predictions as motivation. We pray that you use it as motivation because we would love to go to Frisco. Oh yeah. But as I've, of right now, both of us do not think you will make it to Frisco. And and you we want to change that. We want, yeah. we want to go to Frisco. We want to freeze our butts off, but you are, you we are, can't do that. You are at least a quarterfinals team. And at most, a semifinals team. You have all the capabilities in the world to make it to Frisco and possibly win a national championship. But given recent recent history, I think you are at least a quarterfinals team this year, and at most, a semifinals team. Prove us wrong, please. Please prove us wrong. Prove us We're wrong. We're tired of getting knocked out in the second <laughs> round. 
<laughs> okay. All right. So we have made it all the way through. So any closing remarks before I close this out? Um, I'm excited. I really am. I think this is going to be a really good season, you know, and I'm, I'm ready to see what the EA Sun's going to show us, how it's going to be different. I'm sorry, OBC, but we were done. We're tired. We broke up with you. It's time to move on. Yeah. Bye-bye, OBC. We will not miss you. <laughs> we, won't. we won't miss you. Um, one thing that I am most excited about this upcoming fall is seeing our beloved marching Southerners on the field, especially mm -hmm. seeing my two sisters perform on the field. Um, I'm very excited, especially with the show they have. It's entitled Fate of the Gods, and it's centered around uh, Greek gods and goddesses. Uh, so that's going to be a fun show. Um, I went to I went to the preview uh performance before school started and mm -hmm. it was amazing uh i was blown away but i'm not giving anything away you will just have to wait and see it on wednesday oh yeah i'm excited so I, have I haven't seen it i haven't seen it so i'm excited to see so what, you gamecock what fans that want to see the southerners this week and you're contemplating on going to the game buy your ticket Yes, definitely. And also, we want to thank all y'all for listening. And if you haven't already, please, 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 please follow us on our Instagram. Our Twitter is cocky underscore nation. And then join our community on Facebook by searching for cocky nation, a JSU podcast. Also, if you haven't already, go follow the FCS fan nation page as well on all of the social media platforms because they are being super, super helpful and generous to us. And so we want to get back to them as well. So uh, please go follow all those pages and support your cocky nation. Also be on the lookout for more content throughout the season, not just on cocky nation, but for future collaborate, but for other pot FCS podcast uh, to be in future collaboration with Cocky Nation and vice versa. Uh, so again, thank y'all for listening. And remember, go Gamecocks and fear, fear the, the beat. beat.